If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Just making my way, making a way through the crowd. What's up, everybody? Hey to all our besties out there. My name is Craig Conover here at the Hall Wine Studio, joined by our bestie Nick Norris, uh, filling in for Austin Kroll, who's in Australia. What's up, Nick? What's going on, Craig? Yep, filling in for the uh, Kroll, the Warrior King, while he's down under. Yeah, not your uh, not your first time here. A lot of good reception. Um, obviously, Nick is usually our producer here, uh, and our I don't even know what it would be called. Always. Always, uh, always reliable for some extra comedy and wisdom. Um, but that I wanted to play that song, Thousand Miles" by Vanessa Carlton because that's my favorite video on the internet right now. Is the a large African American man riding his motorcycle um, through the streets of New York City, just blasting that song? Have you seen that? Or something? Is he singing it, or is he just blasting it through the yeah. streets of New York? Well, he's got like exterior speakers on his motorcycle um, okay. and the handlebars like up high. And I know people listening are be like, Craig, that's not what any of those things are called. <laughs> but um, he's just got the biggest smile on his face. And so he's blasting the music, but he's also singing it. And uh, it, it's impossible to watch the video and not put a smile on your face. But uh, anyway, yeah, Austin is in Australia. Um, I saw a funny comment on that Shep sent me and uh, someone had commented on Shep's picture today because they like climbed the bridge that they were pretty sure that me and Shep just share custody of Austin. And I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) That is pretty funny. Um, Yeah, I guess you've been there before, right? Or have you? No, no. no. We were all three of us were supposed to go um, in March or April, but the scheduling, you know, our scheduling, it just got a little twisted. So Shep said, I'm going, and Austin said, all right, I'm coming with you. Well, that's fun. Um, you guys were just in New York, though, right? How You guys were the guest of, a, what is it, uh, whose show were you on? We were on Chicks in the Office's uh, live show in New York City. Um, <clears throat> they're under the Barstool umbrella, and it was amazing. <clears throat> Jesus, Craig. Sorry. Um, and it went, it went really well. They had an uh, incredible couple from Bachelor in Paradise that opened up. He was 
Santa Claus, and she got a huge, huge uh, uproar and cheers. And then Austin and I went out, and we played the newlyweds game, Who Knows Each Other's Best Friend Better, uh, which was funny. They asked, like, what age we were when we lost our virginity, and, you know, that whole story came out. So Austin had that pretty well. And then... What there was a I don't know it was a big party because all a lot of the barstool people came, and it's funny because I don't really get starstruck ever, and I just watched their videos so much. A lot of these people that when I was in the back, I was like, oh hey, it's you guys, and like two of the girls, um, I asked Rhea, I was like, is it weird if I just go up to them and be like, hey, you guys do a great job, and she's like, no, just tell them, and I was like, you guys do a great job, and um, it was like uncut Brie and. And she was like, you do a great job, too. And I was like, thanks. And uh, <laughs> they were like, no, we love you guys. And then um, why am I so bad at names right now? But her friend, it happens. Yeah. Her, Once again, we're recording late at night. If you guys can't figure yes. out. Uh, we I just got off like two two hour Zooms um, for Sewing Down South and some TV stuff. But. Anyway, uh, I'll think of their names, but they were super nice and congrats to everyone that won rough and rowdy. They're like style of boxing. I would love to go. Oh, to. did you go to that? No, but oh, okay. I, I, I would have, if I was in town, um, anyway, and the night before, uh, we actually went to carriage house for our soft opening. So we met a lot of cool bloggers, um, some people from good morning America, and just all around great people that were happy to be there. And um, and it went really well. So it was neat to actually be eating in our restaurant for once. Um, Sierra was there with some, some of her friends. And uh, it was Katie and Austin came, uh, his sister. And it was uh, it was neat. Um, it's just What funny. type of food is it? Sorry pressure. not to get too far into it. No, but. it's fine. It's like a new take on American classics. Uh so there's like, <clears throat> it's like fancy grilled cheeses and stuff yeah, like that. Well, it's like tuna casserole, but it's really like a tuna tartare dish or it's like, okay. you know, um, beef, uh, stroganoff, but it's really this, like, you know, this Wagyu cut of steak. And, um, so that was fun. And where was I going with that? Anyway, it went really well. Oh, a food blogger. I mean, being a food blogger would be, um, Something else. I used to think that about food critics. I guess food bloggers are the new food critics. Um, yeah, pretty much. They're the, they're the people you want at your restaurants, though, because unlike the food critic, they're more likely to get people to come to your restaurant now. That's it's all true. about the foodie on the gram, all those types of people. That's true. So um, <clears throat> that was fun. And then we came back to Charleston. So, oh, and then Austin flew to Australia, which I his trip... I can't really get too much into it, but his flight was being subsidized and he like tells me that, you know, and we had two big nights. We had the barstool night and then our soft opening the restaurant. And he tells me that he's got that Delta one was sold out. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like what class are you in? Like figuring he was in like premium or comfort. And he's like, sent me Maine in all caps. And I was like, dude, what? And he was like, well, yeah, like I'm sitting in Maine, you know, it's no big deal or something. And in my head, I was like, you know, he's six, five, 
he's hung over and it's a 17 hour travel day. I mean, I, I just, sometimes he does things that I, I, and he was like, there were no other flights. There were no other flights. And so I looked and one other airlines had first class available. And the next day Delta had Delta one available. And he's like, dude, I can't take this right now. Like I'm like already, I'm just trying to like relax. You know, Shep was giving him shit for not being there already. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Shep had been there for like a week and was like, dude, where are you? Where are you? So he made it to Australia. He said he got an exit row on the long leg from California to Australia and sat next to a cool couple that, you know, gave him like sleeping pills or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're in Australia and I'm excited to hear the stories. I've FaceTimed them a couple of times because we had two Christmas parties this week. Um, so I got home at like 12, one, two, two Christmas parties. Yeah. We had one for sewing down South and then we had one with all of my like real friends from college. Oh, gotcha. How many like still live down there? Well, they're all moving back. So we only have, so I like eight of us, eight to 10 of us live here now. Um, but only like two or three didn't move away. Um, so yeah, everyone seems to be moving back to Charleston, which is really fun. Uh, but I, yeah, I wonder what being out of the country right now is like, I mean, there's so much global instability, um, I mean, obviously Australia is, you know, pretty great. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's going to mess with you over there, but. Well, except for their, are they still like really like secure about like their COVID policies and everything? I mean, for a while people were just stuck in Australia. Yeah. Or, they literally went on vacation and got stuck there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there could be, yeah, that would be fun if it was for like a month or two, but it wasn't. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not sure where they're at now, but the rest of the world seems to be going crazy. Um, you know, it started at the World Cup with uh, the no drinking, and then, yeah. I and know. then some other things, if you believe conspiracies or not, like I do at the World Cup. Yeah. Look, and, and the thing is, is that there's a lot of stuff we, you know, take for granted here. Like, you know, people really these days take freedom of speech uh for granted and when you go to other places it's i i i agree with wanting to make a stand especially for something like the olympics you should be able to express yourself uh without fear of retribution but a lot of these countries don't play around and it's um i mean yeah i i hope we're gonna do something about it or look into it but it just, it sucks. You used to be able to have the World Cup in places or the Olympics in places and not worry about, you know, so much. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be going to that that area of the country, uh, the world because I would get myself in trouble. That's the thing. Like, I, I wouldn't, I don't know how to not express Well, there's that opinion. model over there that they, have, that they haven't arrested yet. Have you seen, like, the, what she's been doing? No. I know all the Iranian girls got in trouble, though. Like, that climber is is missing again. Um, well, that's in, uh, but no, this is for the world cup. That's no, the, uh, there's like a, a Croatian model who's been wearing like, you know, like bikinis and everything in the stadium, which just is not allowed. If you were in Qatar, the Croatian girl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put two and two together, but I saw the Croatian girl said she would get naked. 
if Croatia won or something like Unfortunately, Messi let us all down. Yeah. Well, I have Argentina winning, so I oh, well, there you go. have a chance of winning my pool. But yeah, the thing is, is like we can do so much here that people can't. And other countries, I mean, you look at Indonesia and they're, you know, banning premarital sex. That's just wild to me. Not not for just tourists or not for, you it's know, everybody. they're just straight up banning premarital sex inside the country. And people are like, oh, well, yeah, like, whatever, we're still going to do it. It's like, no, these are countries where there are actual consequences if you break the law. They will throw you in jail for a year. Like that. And, like, all, all you're doing is crushing you know, your tourism industry. I mean, I know you agree with me on that. I, I say the same thing about, you know, I mean, in the United Emirates, you can't, I, I have, I know crew members from different, like from our shows that have worked in Dubai and was engaged to um, someone on their team, like a sound person or, you know, a film crew. And the, the cleaning staff, in the morning, they found a curling iron in the his room, and they reported him. Like, they reported the room for having, like, a girl's accessory in there, and they got driven to the airport and had to leave, which is, you know, the least bad thing that could happen. But Well, Dubai's never going to do anything. That's what they'll right. do. They'll kick you out. They're smart enough to know that they can't ruin their tourist industry. So what, I mean, so what's the... I didn't read too much into it. So it's two year in two years it'll go into effect while they work out the details of it, which I don't know if that means they're gonna see what the backlash is, kind of thing. Um well it's gonna turn like, in that you can't room with each other if you're not No, married. exactly. That's a hundred percent what it's gonna turn into. And it's literally gonna unless they're and I made a joke about this in the notes that unless they're opening up like a bunch of like sandals there where it's all married couples going on vacation, middle aged couples, that's all I can think of. I mean, Bali, like, because there's other beaches you can go to. Yeah, like, like some of those, like the islands, there are just their dream locations. I mean, that's where people have their dream, you know, dream honeymoons or their dream, you know, couples trips. And well, I guess honeymoon, you would be married, but still, like, um, marriage these days, especially for like the Western culture, the age is going up, and. uh I mean, the one thing you just want to ask is why, right? Is there any purpose other than someone's religious subjective views on something? That's literally all they're doing it for. They want they every for all these, you know, people that are they're losing it to, you know, the young like what's going on in Iran right now is the old the old uh, crew is trying to hold on to these like archaic beliefs. And well, they're gonna ha- force that it. happens everywhere. It happens here. I mean, no, like, I know, <laughs> but they're really going to, where they can really enforce it though. They're going to enforce it. Yeah. I, I like, okay, cool. No one's making you have un- <laughs> like premarital sex. Like yeah, stay out of my bedroom exactly. or my car, wherever I am. Stay out of your life. Like, you know, my yeah. opinion with, Government really should be completely hands off, especially to this stuff. And I mean, yeah, we get mad because, you know, they make weed or mushrooms or stuff that grows from the earth illegal here. Um, So you can get killed for that over there. You don't just go to jail for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, they literally have firing squads for people who use like marijuana and places like that. That's insane. I mean, but also, again, I don't want to go to vacation somewhere like that. Somewhere that like if I, if I, yeah, if I get drunk 
and someone like offers me a joint on the street and I don't know any better. And I'm just having the time of my life talking well, to locals, especially, and this is going to get really conspiratorial, but like, and how many people, especially in countries like Russia and China, if they know you're a somewhat of a celebrity and all they have to do is just have some guy slip you a joint and then boom, they got you. Yeah. I, that's yeah. And then we're overlooking obviously the, the Russian debacle, uh, Situation. I did. I will say, you know, we don't have to get into the Griner thing too much, but I I watched a, a funny video and a couple of them, but this was a retired uh, NBA guy. And, you know, the first clip was like, oh, you know, Brittany Griner freed, you know, back in America, free from Russia. And he's like, right on, like, fuck yeah, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and she was traded for what many call the merchant of death, you know, Victor Bell. And he was like, hold up, what? And, and like, and then his reaction after, and I was like, I think that's a good expression, you know, especially for people that don't read up on it. Um, it was, well, I read into it a bunch. And I talked to somebody that I know that's in like, who used to be in that type of thing. I can't really say what he did right. because he can't even tell me what he did, but he was just like, Biden was in a lose, lose there. He goes, just be thrilled. You got an American home, but. But also at the same time, yes, we gave it the merchant of death, but you don't know the people Putin really wanted out of jail that we still have locked up. Right. And uh, that's, yeah, that's the thing. And also, you know, with the Paul Whelan thing, which calmed my friends down a little bit. Well, shit, my, my friend group's pretty, pretty evenly split on everything. But then someone the other day was like, by the way, Craig, 90% of America is in the exact same group. And that's the 90% that is not represented by either of the... <laughs> The hardcore yeah. Republicans or hardcore Democrats, like ninety percent of America is pretty, pretty like you know socially liberal, fiscally conservative, whatever it may be. Um, That's exactly what I am. Uh, but Paul Whelan, he is. Russia wants a spy back for him, and that spy is under Germany's is in Germany's. Custody. Correct. Yeah. And it's weird because he's also like a citizen of Ireland, the UK and Canada, which makes it even more complicated. Right. Like he wasn't really on the docket. Like Russia's Russia's like, no, we want a certain person for him. So like, let's see if we work something else out. Um, I was always fascinated with Victor Bout because that's who Lord of War. Um, yeah. The Nick Cage movie. Yeah. And so, you know, like shit, six years ago, I remember doing a deep dive on him. And telling my dad all about it. And, uh, you know, it's pretty fascinating. Like, sure, he, yes, he he supplied a lot of weapons that killed a lot of soldiers. And he's, and he's probably going to do that again, which sucks. Well, that's um, why he, he wants him back. Because he know he immediately he's going right into Ukraine yeah. and getting weapons. But he worked there. for the CIA for a while. Like, he, Oh, he worked for everybody. For everyone. He was, he was, he was literally ev everyone's right-hand man for that stuff. And the reason why we wanted to keep him so bad is because he knows just about, he knows just as much about us as he does Russia. So like whatever we got out of him, you know, we would have had to change a lot of protocols in the last few years of having him so that he doesn't really hurt us. Which luckily, you know, the people who are really in charge of all that stuff probably already yeah. have. Yeah, That's they, why he was released. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, you know, and uh, yeah, like, you know, fortunately, an American got to come home. Unfortunately, not everyone, but um, God, it's that, more complicated yeah. than you than what the national news will say. Let's right. put it that way. And that's like my that's definitely up there on the worst nightmares uh, list. But um, 
Yeah, the the in the the is it Indonesia banning prenatal sex? Or pre- yeah, prenatal, uh, premarital. <laughs> Pre- yes, yeah. definitely premarital. Um, I'm trying to think of other rules I've heard recently that I'm just like, what? Like, there. I mean, they're probably a. I actually just remember there. There's things that I heard on American television, basically that. Um, well, and there's and there's just still the fact that leads not legal national federally is crazy to me. Well, a lot of people had a lot of good points. They're like, okay, so when are you gonna? You brought Brittany Griner home from Russia for weed, which I agree with. Like, you know, no one should be in, in my opinion, no one should be in jail for weed. Um, no, but <laughs> if it's just based on current policies, then yeah, it's just funny because I mean, it's it's what prohibition was with alcohol and, and well, Virginia's the weirdest freaking thing. We're so ass backwards is you're illegally allowed to grow four plants, but you can't buy it at a store. So I can grow up well, to like New York. 10 you're allowed to possess it, but you're not allowed you're, to buy it. You're correct. <laughs> as soon as it's in your it pocket. Somebody. Yeah. It, well, that's what DC did for a while. So DC would sell you like a CD or a bumper or a Hanes T-shirt or a raffle ticket. Yeah, and I mean, it did, they still do it. It got down to like bumper stickers. Like I'll say, yeah, no, it's literally. Like, it is because all it's a lot of these older lawmakers who have no idea how things work anymore. Well, that's exactly what it is. Which is, you know, we do stay away from politics, but I'm glad we touch on it sometimes because it's really just common sense shit, and people will be like, "Oh, well, that's your opinion." It's an opinion that's common sense that if there's term limits on the presidency, there should be term limits in Congress. Let me live my my life, but yeah, um, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, but um, I, I, well, I mean, it, it it takes us into like what uh, Quebec's doing right now with. Hold up, hold up, Greg. Let's uh, take a quick commercial break uh, before we dive in down this deep rabbit hole. Um, so, with that said, let's. Take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with this episode of Pillows and Beer. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. I love using that takes care of that for me. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, and it has saved me a ton of money. All right, this is actually a real thing and it's actually really cool and it lets you know all the things that you're subscribed to. You would be shocked, just as Craig said, you think you're spending X amount of money, but you're really spending substantially more. And when I first did it, I thought that I just had like a Netflix and and like a Hulu maybe and like an HBO Max. No, I had like things that I hadn't used in years and when I downloaded this app, it told me all of the things that I could just, and and so once you connect your bank to it, then you just hit cancel, 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 cancel. And yeah, it was like, you know, 35 to 40 bucks like a month. But I was like, that's money that I just don't need to be spending. So it just makes the most sense to use Rocket Money. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash pillows and beer. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash pillows and beer. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash pillows and beer. Tis the season for clean balls. La 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. 
From stocking stuffers to gift exchanges, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the shampoo for your boo. Be the star of gifting season and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code PNB, pillows and beer, 20 for 20% plus free shipping. As a famous saying goes, if you look clean, you feel clean, you feel clean, you play clean, (laughs) you play clean, the girls or boys appreciate it. Um, and honestly, it just, it, it helps your confidence so much. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're dating, married or single, um, you should always, it's just consider it and you feel better. And honestly, there's no better way than using Manscaped's products. And they almost made it to the point where you don't have an excuse not to anymore. And for all those men out there, do we even have to mention that it looks bigger So Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0, plus loads of little presents, perfect for stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PNB20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, and use code P. N B two zero manscaped for a perfect gift. That will be the holidays biggest hit. All right. And welcome back to this episode of pillows and beer. And let's get right into what's going to piss off Craig about this Quebecian lawsuit involving the video game, Fortnite and some parents. Basically I get pissed off when things are made illegal because I don't like people deciding for me well, this My is different. So choices. have you heard about this case yet? It just got like approved to go forward. I don't know how like the Canadian laws work or Quebecian laws work, but it's just so stupid because you played video games as a kid, right? Well, I not a lot, though. I was allowed to like like I remember playing on Christmas, you know, when I'd get a video game and stuff. But so I, you were OK. So here's the key word. You were allowed. Well, to- yeah, I was parented. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, well, legally I was, yeah, yeah. Basically what we're talking, we'll explain what's going on in Quebec and then we'll get into like. So in the U.S., this case pretty much got thrown out because we still have some sensible people left, but I'm sure it could be brought back up. But pretty much the game Fortnite, which is still just a massive success. And if you have kids, you definitely know what this is. If you play video games, you know what Fortnite is. It's essentially just an online multiplayer game. And a bunch of kids, they're claiming got addicted to it. And I guess now the World Health Organization or who, whatever you call it, is uh, being now brought in. They're saying you can be addicted to video games, which literally just is. And now Quebec's allowing parents to sue Epic, which is the company that makes Fortnite, to be sued for having these kids addicted to their well, games. It's their parents' fault. That's exactly their parents. I've been hooked on games before, but I mean, I I may like not as a kid because my parents didn't let me. I was allowed to play on. You know, weekends and I had such structure at home and people would be like, well, not everyone has structure. Very true. But like, you know, I had a structure when I got home. I did my homework. Then we had dinner. I watched TV with my like parents. Um, But it was definitely like a weekend thing. But, you know, I was usually playing sports or whatever. But yeah, if if your kids are hooked on video games, turn the fucking video game off. It's not hard. It's called be a parent. You, no, no is in the dictionary. Yeah, it's well, not, but this generation is is has been allowed to blame everything 
on everybody else. And it's what they're doing with their kids now. Um, and it sucks. It, it sucks for the kids. It goes from bullying. It goes from, I mean, it, but that's also then to take it to a legal standpoint, that would make my head explode to even get into. Well, like, as an attorney, do you, I mean, you pretty much have to go in and say, be a better parent in like a legal sense, right? Well, what I would argue is that if the company making the game like knowingly puts that product out, knowing that kids could be addicted to it, I would take the parenting factor out of it because I just say like the parents don't have a legal duty to prevent an addictive product from getting so here's the problem though with that argument though is Fortnite's like the first one this has been associated with it's not like any previous game has been brought to this right but what they'll say is that Fortnite knew and and I'm just saying if I had to argue for them I would just be like you can't you have to go into like a product case here like you couldn't sell a chainsaw to a kid and make it very easy for him to get a chainsaw, which is inherently a dangerous activity or product, and then blame it on the parents for the kids getting hurt. That's an extreme, but that's the route I would take if I was trying to do it. It's basically okay. saying that Fortnite was inherently dangerous because it, they knew it was addictive, and we can't, and we haven't established that parents have a duty to prevent their kids from buying a product from you or whatever. Obviously, there's so many, like. Exits on that and 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 counter arguments and that are kinks in that. That anyway, that's just I, I I bet that's what they're arguing, but you know I can't say for sure. Um, but no, that's absurd. And and I, I, then eventually you're going to have over eighteen year olds doing this too, being like, "Well, I lost my job because I stayed home and played the video." Oh game. yeah, and then it's going to be part of you know you're an alcoholic, so you can't right. be fired. You can't dan- You can't designate a video game as a dangerous product. You just can't, um, or inherently dangerous product. Uh, I mean, are there warnings on video games that say this product may be addictive? I'm guessing if this, I'm assuming maybe they'll start passing laws that you have to do that. I mean, the only thing that they have to put as disclaimers are like, this may induce like seizures or something like that. Right. I, which makes sense. And it's funny because at first the other video games must have been like, hell yeah, let's support this because Fortnite goes down. We become popular, but then they're like, no, this is the, this is one of, this is a double black diamond of slippery slopes. Like this will take no, us. Cause literally down. then every video game will be able to come yes, after every video game. Um, I mean, I, I was just watching something right before we started <clears throat> on TikTok, and this is a little more, extreme um but i kind of have the same answer about screen time is tiktok you know lawmakers from both sides in america have basically discovered that the tiktok that we get here is very different than the tiktok in china have you seen that yeah i know what you're talking about that they pretty much it's like a dumbed down version of it. Whereas over here, it's like balls to the wall. Let's get every kid signed up for it and make them yes. their future is TikTok. So in China, I think if it's, if you're under 16, either under 14, I think it's 14, 14, they cut your screen time for TikTok at 40 minutes a day. Obviously their algorithm here is designed to trap you into a, a, you know, a death fall of not, you know, getting off TikTok for hours. Um, they studied it. Thurs is basically very educational. Um, it's almost like a leapfrog on their phone. 
Uh, it's it's the kids aren't seeing the shit that the kids are here here uh, and over there. It's very nationalist. It's like you know, basically, like they they pulled fourteen year olds there and fourteen year olds here and said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And the number one answer in America is an influencer, which you know makes me sick to my stomach. And the number one answer in China was astronaut. Um, my only thing there is, how do you know? what they're putting out well i mean they because we have intelligence agents and and people well, no no, no. i'm saying what you're pulling kids over there like how do you know they're not skewing the numbers granted oh, yeah. though but that's been before tiktok we i mean my favorite clip is from that hbo show the newsroom have you seen it yeah, of him one ranting? Of the shows yeah yeah i mean I, well yeah that's an incredible show anyone that hasn't watched it go watch newsroom it's Okay, but here's my point is, is that the lawmakers want to ban TikTok from America, which sure, there's there's national security concerns, you know, with a Chinese China owned company on our phone. But there's a million Chinese apps out there. And also it's parenting, you know, it's parenting. Don't I mean, (laughs) take delete it. Like, don't let your kid on TikTok or like and and I know that. That's, you know, there's the elf. How about you don't get your kid a freaking touchscreen phone until he's while he's in elementary yeah, school? And like they're, you know, sure, they'll get bullied for being the kid without the phone. But like those are the tough parenting decisions that you have to make. Sure, I'm not a parent yet, but you it goes back. Do you want to be your kid's friend or do you want to be their parent? And, uh, and you can be both. You just have to choose when to be it. Right. And so I think screen time is really important. And also... Like I wasn't really allowed to go on the internet or the computer without my parents like right there. I mean, well, here's a question for you. You don't have to answer it. I'm assuming. Have you talked to Paige about this? Seeing as she is a true influencer, about what? About if you had kids, would you like? How, does she differ at all with you? That no, I mean, she, able- she. I I believe I don't want to speak for, her, but I believe she has a pretty strict view on when our kids would get a phone. Um, I mean, I got a phone as soon as like for after school soccer practice. Uh, I got it in middle school, I think was my first phone. Oh, why? Well, we were also- now my, every, te- everything in my room is now listening to what I'm saying. I didn't even say, <laughs> Hey Siri. I said, Hey phone. Um, look, there's a lot of. But we also were getting phones that like flipped up or slid yeah, up. We, like weren't we, the, we weren't getting personal computers. We in couldn't our access the internet. Like for us, if we wanted to watch porn or do something bad on the internet, we had to wait until our parents weren't home and like log on to a computer and figure out how to like erase the history. Like I had a PSP. Lot. Oh, wow. That's see, you're younger than me. So yeah. I understand that being a parent right now is way more difficult. Sure. I don't understand completely because I'm not, but banning stuff isn't the answer because guess what? Parents have the control to ban stuff from their kids until they're 18. You actually make the law for those kids. So you can actually ban TikTok on your on your own. Um, and you shouldn't have to ban TikTok, but I don't know, maybe pay attention to it or like you can put locks on your kids' phones too. Now companies are making, allowing you to do that where you can say this phone is, this app is only allowed to be used till X amount of time. Yeah, like, well, okay, there you go. I will say, though, I I am guilty of the other night I got home late. My my flight ended late or got in late, 
And I got to bed at like 1230 at night. And I had like eaten a little bit of Delta 8. And usually if I just like watch TV, I'll go right to sleep. But I got on my phone and I got on TikTok. And man, does it work. Like TikTok works. I went to bed at like 4 o'clock. And I remember... See, at, I still don't have a TikTok, but I'm on Instagram and I'm on Reels and YouTube yeah, so until like 1.30 in the morning. times 10 and yeah. it works better than Reels. I mean, no offense, Meta, but it's like you can fast forward. Like it just works. And I remember after the first hour being like, all right, this isn't going to be you. Do it until like I'll give yourself another half. Until four o'clock, I was scrolling on TikTok and, uh, you know, you tell yourself, oh, I'm like learning or whatever, but you're not like you're like... Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a tough hole to get out of. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, take it for what it's worth, but yeah, we are not parents and we know we have a lot of parents that listen to this, but, but like banning TikTok for everyone in America to protect the children isn't the right move, you know? Um, Oh, because by the way, kids are smarter than half these lawmakers these days and they'll know how to get it anyways. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's the other thing. You're not going to be able to ban TikTok. (laughs) Like, Like you, yeah, you can ban. Okay. Here's what I'll say. You won't be able to prevent Americans from using TikTok. You can make it illegal. You can ban it. Um, Good luck arresting a bunch of 13 year olds. And they're all just going to start jailbreaking their phones. Basically it's going to cause more crime. Just like anything and everything else that you've made illegal has caused more crime. No, Um, we used to in in high school, I guess when you were, when you got into physics, they'd give you your own personal computer that would all be locked out. A week later, we everybody knew how to jailbreak it, and it was our own personal computer to do whatever the hell we wanted on. Oh, that's wild. We were still using dex- desktops, but we could get around any firewall that they put on place. Oh, we used to play Call of Duty during class and everything. And oh, like really? Science. Wow. Oh, yeah. We we used to download shit all the time. We Our big thing was getting on MySpace, and at one point— Oh, you fire- are old. Yeah. At one point, the firewalls— or so weak that if you just didn't put www dot in front of face or in front of MySpace, you could get on MySpace. Um, and then it, increasingly, that's how we all learned how to kind of like hack and code was through yeah. just trying no. to get away from our proxy like blockers. Yeah, and then it was and then it was HTTP, and then you just added the S at the end of the P, and that's how yep. you get, yep. get by. Yep, exactly. No, oh, oh my god. Well, and now these kids, I can't even imagine what's going on in schools these days. No. And well, I also wasn't allowed to have a cell phone in school, like turned on. Oh like, no, we'd get in trouble all the time for that. But we, I like, mean, we weren't able to cheat yet through cell phones in high school. We had the, the TI 95, uh, calculator. Oh yeah. The, the, the heavy duty calculator. Yeah, okay. That was the two. only way to like program answers into them. And man, did kids get creative with that. But that was about, Oh that. yeah. Did you see the, uh, it was either a reel or a TikTok of now what they're doing. Someone, they literally put in like a pencil case, they put their phone with like colored pencils and everything as yeah. the screen. I mean, and, it's, yeah, I wasn't a big, like that wasn't really me in school. Oh no, like, not cheating, school, but, but just the way. With this, like, I've seen some creative ways of people like doing it where I was like, man, if you put half that effort into <laughs> No, the only type of real cheating I did was, you know, looking at your neighbors. Yeah. And if I ever did that, it was really just to confirm or to not like it depended on the kid. I was like, if his answers were different, I was like, all right. Oh, no, if I knew it was a smart person sitting next to me, I was changing it. If I knew they were not smart, yeah. I was keeping my own answer. All right, cool. Well, let's take a, uh, a quick break real, real quick. And we'll be right back. 
If you're a fan of it, sushi is incredible. But gas station sushi, not so much. Finding the right sushi makes all the difference. The same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, that you're supported, and you're heard, even if you're telling them about your favorite sushi place. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash pillows and beer and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash pillows and beer. ZocDoc.com slash pillows and beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this special episode of Pillows and Beer. I'm Craig, joined by our bestie, Nick Norris. What's up, buddy? What up? Austin Kroll is in Australia with our great buddy, Shep, and um, <clears throat> we'll be doing this until they get back. Um, Nick, you got some good stuff on this this outline. What are, what are you thinking about? Well, I can't wait to get to the fan questions because there's one on there that I can't wait to uh, see what you say there. But I guess we can go to, I mean, we kind of just did all of this, but I'm curious because I've got a personal thing that I want to ask you about, and I'm curious to see how you answer it. So what makes you block people? Uh, if you say anything nasty on on my Instagram account about anyone, um, I just block you. Uh, because, and, and, and then if I see you say anything nasty about me, on someone <clears throat> like somewhere else that I just see it, I'll block it. But if if someone says something ignorant on my page, uh, and and I'm not just saying disagreeing. Like if you disagree with my actions, I get it because I disagree with a lot of pe- things people are seeing. You know, right now. But if you're nasty about it. And you're like, fuck you. I liked you. Like, I hate you. Like, I hope. Like, I mean, people say some crazy shit, which actually I'm glad you brought this up. And if you like that comment, then you're getting blocked too. Um, And there's consequences to your actions. Just like in real life, if you said that shit to someone, at the least you would have gotten punched in the face. But recently, I've been like screenshotting some of them. And I, I really want to tell the, the people's employers, like, I, I think that if their employer, um, or if their family members saw the vitriol that they're saying on the internet, and I mean, I'm talking like saying, I mean, this sounds like I'm not even comfortable saying this on the radio, but uh, I know someone that recently was getting messages that said like, you deserve to be raped. Like, if you say that to someone, you 
one, you should have to stand by any comment that you make on the internet, just like you would in person. And, and, and right now, um, and I'm not, I'm not paralleling this to racism, but right now, if you say a racist comment online, you are held accountable just as if you said that in person, almost worse because it's recorded. If you tell someone like they deserve to be raped or, um, you know, you like, and, or just say like some of the meanest shit you can think of you, I think, I think the day is going to come where like someone's boss is going to get a copy of the shit that they say to strangers that they don't know on the internet. The problem is there's too many fucking fake accounts out there now, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah, but, but a lot of these aren't oh, because there's a lot of people that are doing it. My number one rule is I will never make a comment, a tweet or whatever that I wouldn't say to their face. Well, that is my, because that's because you were raised right. And there was consequences like these days, I, mean, I still talk shit. Don't get me wrong. And it's, but I, I will say it to your face. It's amazing. Like the, the, well, and look I, now there's a lot of shit that I'll talk about people and not say to their face, but like gossip in real well, life. That's different. Like Gossip's in real life. Different. Yeah. But you click on it and you know, they're always like, you know, God loving or peace or faith. Oh, that's the best. Or, when you see, and they've it's like, Jesus followers, the first thing. And it's fuck you. I hope you die. Well, and right. And there's look, I'm a, I'm saying like, and I'm not and, saying yeah, that it's just, the, you're clearly not the profiles are just so hypocritical or it's like, you know, my daughters and sons mean the most to me. And like, I'm a family person. That's it. Like family mama or family. Dad. And you, the, the stuff that they say, is just sickening. I mean, it's like, I hope you die. I hope you kill yourself. Like, you know, like I was, and it's all based off these small little trigger points off shit that they see on, on a TV show that has about 1% context of anything that they're watching. And they're so quick to rush to say like, I hope your family dies. And I, I honestly, some of them have been bad (coughs) recently. And I kind of like, you know, like to stand up for people. I mean, it's just in my nature, but I'm like, if your boss, like, like there was a teacher and I was like, I, I, I like you're the bad guy, not me. Like this one teacher wrote something that I was like, if, if your principal or your school board saw this message, you would be fired. And I, I think that that's what I think. And again, I'm not saying like you are a jerk or you're an asshole or like disagreeing. I'm saying some you're 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 hoping that something bad. Okay, like really so bad here's why I bring it up. I got into it with uh, so I'm a big Iowa sports fan. And there's we have you have a lot of Iowa people on this podcast because I get DMs about it and comments about it. And this guy, they got a local podcast and everything. He does the local radio, and he made a him and his co-host made a huge gaffe. Like they didn't realize that there was like a fake like Eli Manning. You know who that is, right? Right. So he did some. It was called Chad Powers. He went as like an undercover, like walk on to Penn State as a quarterback. Right. And so someone made a joke that, oh, well, he's entering the transfer portal, which is this thing in college football right now where right. you can transfer to another school. And they took it as a real person and they like broke it down. So, of course, people started making jokes about it. And instead of just saying, ha, 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 you guys are right. We messed up. He dug in and said, fuck everybody. And I just said, dude, take the L and just yeah. move on. He wrote a two quote tweet to me. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not giving right, him the fucking right. credit for it. 
But I mean, he's got like 27,000 thousand followers on Twitter and he's like a big name locally. And he just laid into me and then blocked me before I could reply. Yeah. And all I said was just take the L. I mean, if you make a mistake, just laugh about it. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's definitely and, going through it and, uh, he's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I and that's why I asked to... you about, do you block everybody no matter what, or is it just like a certain extent? No, look, there's two levels. There's one. Like there's plenty of people that if you just write something and I understand that you're not like you're ignorant to what's happening. Like I understand that like probably normally you're not a bad person. Um, no, like I'm not going to block you. Um, but I was just like, I was just like, like, that's so bad. Yeah. No, I mean never for something like that. Uh, and, and honestly like that shows you, like there's so many extremes in what we're talking about because yeah, you got to take like, look, I had a few rough weeks on television recently. Like clearly <laughs> there was going to be some people saying stuff and I get that. Um, but no, if you should, if you would have been like, dude, you should just kill yourself or like, honestly, radio is never your strong suit. Like now everyone's seeing how big of a loser you are. No, like you should have never gotten your job. The, yeah. I, I and, said, take the L and just roll with and it. And that was true. Like it was an L like he, he wasn't being edited. He, he was no. like, and then they deleted the podcast and everything. And I was like, oh my God, they're taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. It's like, you if anything, mean? deleting it, you just. Took away from everybody on Twitter, just jumped on it. Like if you just we, deleted one of your biggest episodes. Yeah, like if for we a were, stupid like mess if, up. If it turned out that something we were talking about here was like, you know, we got April Fools, like yeah. we wouldn't take it down. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's I, a, that was a good question because I had been waiting to say that because right now, like, I think accountability is everything. No, um, and I get it. It's our human nature to defend ourselves. But my number, just going back to the beginning, everybody, just my number one rule is: if you're not willing to say to somebody's face, then I would even go as far as to say, if that doesn't apply to you, if you would be proud, like if you're willing to show your kids what you're writing uh, to certain people or or your parents. Um, and they'd be like, well, it's just online. It doesn't matter. No, fuck that. You don't get to say that anymore. People, no. everyone you're writing it to is a real human. And I've um, seen the horrible effects it takes on people that you guys would never, ever know in the last nine years that I've done this job. Like, it's, but it's not even that people cyberbullying is a real thing. Oh yeah. Like, Jesus. And I'm, I like, I'm not even, and, and sh- these are the people that in their bio have kids. Like I can only pray that they're teaching their kids not to be like this, but you know, it makes, they're probably not like if you're right or their kids getting bullied and they're freaking doing it to someone else. And they're like, why is the, why is my kid being bullied? It's all it's, it's uh, yeah. Or they hear like their parents talking about someone in the living room. I mean, the kids are sponges, but yeah. Wow. We're really on parenting on this episode. Yeah. This is uh, and we're both not parents. Well, well so, we've, we've admitted that. Um, yeah, but but I, it doesn't mean we can't have on opinions stuff. on it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I food during the holidays. Um, oh yeah, so we're really gonna jump all over the place. Yeah, I, I but I I I saw like tequila eggnog shots, and I was like, what? I did them on my birthday like a couple weeks ago. I didn't really. I don't like eggnog, and my buddy ordered them for me, and he's like. Here, I got you a shot. And I was like, what is it? And the bartender's like, tequila eggnog. And I was like, what? She was like, just try it. Right. Then it and like I tried eggnog? it and it was delicious. 
I see. I love eggnog. Like I, absolutely see, I don't, love I like bourbon and it's like, I just, maybe I do like eggnog. Maybe it's one of those things I didn't like as a kid. Yeah. Paige then, doesn't like it. She thinks it's gross. We'll um, give her, if she likes tequila, put some tequila eggnog well, together. She it's doesn't like all, like she doesn't like clove or allspice because obviously cloves and allspice, but, um, she, so like my mom makes a special pumpkin pie for her that doesn't have clove in it. Um, See, I don't like pumpkin pie. I'm probably going to sound like I'm probably going to get like 8,000 hate messages right now. But. I mean, that's that's okay. like it doesn't affect me. Right. So, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, you should jump off a bridge because you don't like pumpkin pie. But I will eat. My sister's share. telling me that. So it's OK. Do you at least try it? I've tried it. And I like pumpkin bread. But that's about it when it comes maybe to Maybe you don't like me. something that's in it. It's just that's like an eggnog. Like maybe you don't like clove or allspice. Just like Paige. But I love painkillers. I love a little nutmeg they put on top of oh, painkillers. Yeah. yeah, but nutmeg's not clove. I guess that's true. It's but very, similar. It's similar, but it's different. Um, but anyway, uh, mauled wine is I love. Yeah. I love mauled wine. My favorite is going to be like heating up apple cider on the stove top. You know, with some cinnamon sticks and some orange slices in it, um, you know. Do you just do the apple cider or do you add bourbon to it? I mean, I I enjoy both um, equally. Now, like, Oh, I agree. I um, love apple cider. When we were <laughs> filming, yeah, when we were filming Winter House, I'm not sure how much of it they showed everyone. But every day when we'd get to the bottom of the mountain, I'd go in and buy the entire group um, apple ciders and, and rum. So they, that was... Uh, we call them. Uh, oh, I haven't done that yet. We do. We called them. Um, oh, Dustin's gonna kill me because we drink them in Aspen. Um, booty, oh, something booties. Sorry, P. I know she listens to a lot of these episodes. Yes, Pauline is gonna be like, "How did you forget what it was called?" Anyway, uh, oh, booty call. So we get booty calls, and they're a captain, like a spiced rum. How did that get named? I don't know. I I, I think I, I always feel like I have to explain it everywhere I go. Um, but it's spiced rum. So either Sailor Jerry's or Captain Morgan's or yeah, sure. There's other ones and apple cider. And man, that's, I think that's my favorite drink. And I would give it it cold apple cider or hot apple cider. No, it's hot. It's a hot drink. Okay. Um, all right. I'll add it to my list for this holiday season. And, uh, and mulled wine, you know, for anyone listening, everyone listening, anyone that doesn't know. It's basically warm red wine, though, with spices. With, like, spices and, like, cinnamon. I got my own mulling spices here. I do it. Really? I had my first one, like, a few years ago at a winery. I was, like, I was driving back from somewhere. It was, like, Friday afternoon. I stopped at this winery because we literally have 50 around my house. And I walked in. They're, like, you want to try some mulled wine? I was, like, sure. And I had it. I was, like, I'm sold. So I got my own mulling spices. I boil it every year, make my own. What do you make it out of? Just, like, a like regular like what kind of red? No, so it's I just so I either use like a cab or like a Malbec or something. Something that's got a, that'll sometimes have some peppery to it. But then I I got some mulling spices that my mom got me for Christmas a few years ago, and Wait, put I'm those gonna, in there. I'm writing this on my list of things to buy or order because mulling spices because you can also do it with apple cider too. You can do it with apple cider or red wine. I like warm. Be- well, <laughs> it's funny. Wait, this goes against everything I stand for. I even made um hot coffee this morning i've been making like pumpkin dunk uh dunkin donuts pumpkin spice oh, that's coffee. right you're a big pumpkin spice person i curig uh that they sent me i love and then i cut it with uh 
iced coffee in my fridge that's pumpkin flavored. It's a little. I'm Paige was like, Craig, you're this is overkill, but it cools it down. Even though the Keurig has like a temperature, I was able to actually lower the temperature that it makes my coffee so I can drink it because I don't like hot beverages. But when it comes to seasonal hot beverages, I they're my favorite things. So I'm kind of yes. hard to keep track of. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're impossible to buy for, apparently. Yes. Or um, order for. <laughs> I kind of like everything, though. Um, but I don't. Don't we all? So, hard hot chocolate. I don't I don't think I've really experienced this. So, I use, what do I use? What the hell is it called? It's a, uh, is it Disarano, Disaranto? What the hell is it? Disarono. Disarono. I'm trying to read it halfway behind a picture behind yeah. me. Almond liqueur. Yeah, so that's what I use for hot, hard hot chocolate. That sounds really good. That sounds fantastic. That's actually how you make a Dr. Pepper shot is DiSerono and beer. So like, my favorite type of wintery shooter is a baby Guinness. I don't know how to make that. So it's Bailey's and then it's the uh, lic- like coffee liqueur Patron okay. mixed together with yeah. some chocolate syrup in it. Oh, that sounds good. But yeah, have you ever had a Dr. Pepper I've not. So if you put like a little Corona and DiSerono together, it actually tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. Any domestic beer, uh, like any like domestic light beer and DiSerono, um, you're going to have to try it just because w- when you do, you're going to be like, this is this should not be working. Um, when I go out this weekend, I'll order at the bar. We'll see if they know what I'm fucking talking about. I like hot chocolate, but not. I have to like be in the mood, you know. Agreed. Um, it's usually if it's like really cold out cause we're entering that phase, like Christmas week here, like the high is like 37. Yeah. So. Like make it to go walk around in like a Christmas lights or exactly. I mean, I've been having fires the last two nights. I used more than just a starter log and actually made a fire. Cause I was like, shit, it's actually like, I, you can feel when your heat like doesn't keep up as much and you're like, we need to warm this, warm this place up. No, it was doing pretty good here today. I didn't light a fire. I should have had one going for just the ambiance of it. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was mid-50s here today, so I didn't really feel the need for it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely that time of the year. I don't know. Do you – and I was going to say we could probably save this for ne- next week. Um, I, can t- I can just text you about it. But I was thinking we could have a bunch of – if you're going to be with Paige, we'd have her on. We could have Paulina on, just, you know, just fan favorites. Yeah. So the, like a holiday special so they could split up to, for over, you know, like a two-parter like we did last year. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I'm going to see Paulina tomorrow for her birthday. So um, All right, well, I'll ask her. Bring it up. I'm sure she would love to. So, yeah, let's <clears throat> let's do a little fan questions, but you can pick them. Um, well, so the first one I want to read because – Oh, we got this one. It was either a DM or an email. I have to go back and look. But I this was in my late night swing last night. I was like, I got it like twelve thirty, and I was like, I started thinking about it from a history nuts point of view, and I was like, that's a good question for someone who's an attorney. What? The, so which one? Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? You can read it. So it says, "For Craig, if you had to pick any case in history to be a part of, what would it be and why? Which side would you choose to be on?" Oh, I mean, that's a great uh, question. Um, I mean, the civil rights cases always really stuck out to me. I mean, they, um, so you had like Brown v. Board, um, Plessy Ferguson, like even the Gabert and Belton case. Like, I think like Brown v. Board of Education, um, I mean, you have Davis, 
for support of education too. Like anything where you were kind of ending, trying to end segregation. Like, you know, you see the videos of the little kids walking to school for the first time to like a, a previously segregated school and like angry mobs out front. And it's, bec- you know, like Brown v. Board was basically um, the constitutionality of state-sponsored segregation. So it's whether, or, yeah, so it's whether or not you could do segregation in public schools. I would have loved to be, you know, obviously on Brown's side for that. What if I really put us put through a ringer there and be like, so I would have loved to argue on yeah. the Board of Education. <laughs> Uh, but my, when you first asked the question, I obviously went to Roe v. Wade because they're, I'm not saying that they didn't do a great job. They did do a great job, but I think I would have argued the case in a little bit different way that would have made the decision binding, um, which it was supposed to be binding, right? You're not really supposed to turn, turn over uh, Supreme Court precedent. Um, but yeah, I would have been on, uh, the choice side. Just, it kind of goes with my ethos of, I don't think people should stay out of my body, stay out of my bedroom, stay out of my house. So, um, you know, I, I I was surprised. I, I, I was surprised it came up when it did, um, but, you know, if, if you are, if you study a lot of the Constitution and, and stuff in law school, I mean, there was always the possibility that this was going to happen, right? It just, Agreed. it just, it, and, and for people listening, you, you got to give it, give me credit that this isn't a law class and I can't explain to you what I mean, but basically how the case went down and how the decision was written. It was all, everyone that's ever been to law school knew that this was a possibility. Well, um, and it's been, and that's why everybody's known it's been a possibility. Yeah. Well, and it's it was, always been asked. Well, would we you say overturn everybody, this? but you know, people that are well, informed, yeah. um, you know, we're blind. I mean, I think everyone was mostly blind, blindsided that it was heard. Um, but as soon as it was heard, I think people knew that there was a chance. So, um, I would. You're a much better human than me, by the way. My mind didn't even go. My mind went there, but I was like, "Well, John Adams would have been interesting because he represented the soldiers during the Boston Massacre of the British side, who was our, and ended up being our second president, which would have been wild back then to be a part part of." Wait, what was it? So John Adams, he represented the uh, British soldiers that shot everybody at the Boston Massacre. Oh wow! So that, that would have been fat. See, I, I haven't studied that like. I, I haven't studied that part of history okay. well, and just to see court held back then. Which yeah, exactly. That too. But you go way back to Roman times. Yeah. I mean, you know. like to kill a mockingbird was my favorite book, not to be cliche, but it just was. And I think that had a lot to do with kind of my, is that so have, I'm assuming you've seen the movie. What's your favorite law movie? Uh, I mean, mine's personally my cousin Vinny, but I feel like a lot of people, yeah. We'll say that. I mean, a civil action's good. Um, I'd have to come back to that because um, I don't want to give that answer just yet because I really want to like, because it's always just, the you know, any anyone about an underdog attorney basically taking up a class action or, or supporting, you know, someone down on the judge was a good movie. Did you see that? Yeah. Fractures wild fractures, real, you know, fractures, a crazy study into the criminal and for those, those listening, just so you know, um, row, uh, is actually stands for 
Jane Roe, kind of like John Doe. Um, yeah. So Roe was the the woman arguing against the the courts. Uh, but yeah, that's a great question. Our, that was a fantastic question. Let's do um, another one. The next are more kind of borderline, um, just like normal stuff that we get. Austin, um, I, this was, well, this was a perfect episode to have that question too because Austin would have been sitting there for the last 10 minutes. Not that he doesn't care, but he would have just been like, like you kind of have to be really interested in legal stuff, not even the context to really yeah. like what we were talking about. Uh, here's one to tell you. I, this one, I guess you can screw over something. <laughs> like you like yelling at people. My friend cheated on her boyfriend, who is the world's sweetest guy. Would you say something or should I just leave it be? It just depends on how close you are. Uh, I, I've always taken the approach that I, you know, it always comes out. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to stay friends with the girl, you can't tell them. It sounds like you have feelings for the guy um, or you wouldn't care. I mean, do you see where I'm coming from with that, Nick? Like, if your friend cheats on their significant other, like, even if they've been together for a couple of years and you've become really close with them, well, I don't know. I don't want to make oh, a no, statement. Yes, yeah, see, I think I'd call out my boy before I'd call out, I'd tell his girlfriend. Oh, wait, I'm. would you say something or should I just leave it be? You should say something to your friend, but I read it as, like, should she tell the boyfriend? Oh, uh, okay, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, I no. just read it. So I wouldn't tell the boyfriend. I would call out your friend and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but even then, it's tough because you'll see like. I guess guys and girls. You have to experience it once, right? Like you have to call your friend out for the first time to see how that interaction goes. Because and it's not you ending the friendship. It it could just be that you're going to realize that you two are very like you're not as similar as you thought. And um, well, there's also more to this is like, have they been drifting apart? Blah, 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 blah. But my rules don't do it in front of me uh, and don't let me find out because I because I don't want to be with your like, I mean, this this matter. I don't like being involved. I don't want to be out with a girlfriend that's not actually your girlfriend. And I well, and I don't. Yeah. Well, no, definitely not. And like, I don't want your girlfriend be asking me. Yeah. That's even worse. I don't want to be the one that, because I've had that happen before where I, you know, you do the gray area where you go, I don't know. I'm not around. Yeah. Guess what? If you ask someone, if you're listening and God, and I'm sober, um, I'm saying like, if you're listening and you ask someone's friend, if they're cheating on you, like if I asked Sierra, if Paige was cheating on me and see like Sierra would say, no, if you ask someone and they say, I don't know, like Nick basically just said it. If they say, yeah, it's, I don't yeah, know, it's a yes. it means, unfortunately, that like they can't say no. Yeah, it's like, wink, wink. Yeah. Or like, yeah, maybe they're like, ta- like, it's just probably concerning. But, you know, that I don't know everyone's. If you're friends. also asking the question, you probably also already know as well. Yeah. If you're asking someone that's not the, your person you're dating. Yeah. It, it look, it's something that everyone has to go through when they're younger and it's awful and it will never be easier. For no, this reads to me as like a just out of college or yeah. college kid. Yeah. <clears throat> um also it was pretty generic. So 
We get a lot of those. Take we didn't get a lot of the good it's, ones it's this Craig week. And Nick I, advice. We got some good holiday ones though it's, for next week. It's pillows and beer advice, so take it for what it is. Uh, all my confidence seems to be gone. I cannot get guys to go out with me anymore. Ever since I graduated last year, my dating life has taken a tumble. I live in Boston, so it's not like I'm a small town girl. Um, I kind of want to save that for Paige and Paulina. I don't think I could answer like. Usually I have a lot of confidence answering these, um, but I want to give the right answer because yeah, yeah, we're not we're not girls. Yeah, as a guy, I would just tell him just keep asking. Well, I mean, I guess we could do the guy version, but we'll save that with yeah. Paulina. Well, I'll have Paulina and Paige break my balls for my answer. Yeah, I think that's what. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be the only one breaking your balls. No, I I just um that's a tough spot to be in and i want to be able to give the right advice because um there is right advice out there and you're gonna be just fine i just don't um know what to tell you yeah wait till i guess i don't know we'll give you some feel mail yeah i don't know how to change it up you know like the girls will know they'll be like oh let me tell you if this isn't working then we go this if this isn't working blah blah um oh maybe we should save this for next week Okay. It was. It's like an engagement question. All right. It's it's asking you. It's a guy's trying to find the best way to, you know. Yeah. What are you put call it on the, the question? Put all of those on the list for next week because it'd be funny to hear my advice and then watch the girls' reaction. Yeah. All right. Thanks again to all of our best friends listening. It means the world that you all are out there, and I know you're out there. Uh, and it gives me when I'm up here in my podcast room in the hall wine studio. Uh, it doesn't make me feel so alone. So thanks a lot. Thank you, Nick, for subbing in for Austin and always being here. I hope everyone's having a great holiday season and we will be back in your earlobes. It's not where you hear from, but back <laughs> bouncing on your eardrums uh, next week. Cheers. everyone. Yes. Yeah, so if you got any questions for Paige, email the boys at pillsandbeer.com. Yeah, the boys at pillowsandbeer.com. Follow our Instagram, Pillows and Beer, Towing Down South, Craig Conover. Nick, what's your Instagram? Uh, Nicholas Palmer 13 or Hawkeye Outdoor Living. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a Christmas present, Hawkeye Outdoor Living makes some pretty awesome fire stoves. Is that what they're called? Fire pits, whatever. Fire Close pits. enough. All right. Take us out, Colby Clatt. Been awake for a while now. You got me feeling like a child now. Cause every time I see your bubbly face, I get the tingles in a silly place. It starts in my toes and I crinkle my nose. Alright. What's up, pillows and beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor. Other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New 
new episodes of Fly on the Wallin drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin wherever you get your podcasts.